What's going on? It's Joey Thurman, and welcome to Season 3 of the Fad or Future Podcast. Yeah, I made it three seasons. What's different about this season? Well, yes, I'm still bringing you the world's top experts in fitness, nutrition, mental health, and more. But I'm also talking about my own personal struggles. I get deeper this season because we can all use a little bit of relatability. So I hope you stick with me, you enjoy this season, and thank you for being here. And as always, you get to decide, is it a fad or is it a future? Because after all, we don't want to be faddies, F-A-D-D-Y. Hashtag don't be a fatty. Everything we see on social media is absolutely honest, right? Nobody ever uses any highlights, filters, or does plastic surgery and lies about it. Well, maybe that's not exactly true. Now, today I want to think outside the box. I'm having Dana Omari on, who her account, IG Famous by Dana, is blowing up. Now, she's a registered dietitian, works at a med spa, and has an eye for picking out indeficiencies in social media and what celebrities and influencers are saying are natural or maybe just highlighting or contouring. Why do I care about this for the Fat or Future podcast? Well, it's Mental Health Month. And often, we look at ourselves through the lens of others. If everybody seems so perfect on social media, well, how come we can't be? How come I can't be? Now, I'm not demonizing plastic surgery by any means. Who knows, maybe one day I will get some. But maybe, just maybe, if these celebrities and influencers started being honest with themselves and with us, this mental health epidemic or pandemic, because it is worldwide, maybe it'll get a little bit better. So here's my conversation with Dana. I hope you enjoy and maybe you'll start looking at social media with a different lens. And remember, as always, please subscribe and share this podcast and rate it a five-star when you can. Follow me on Instagram at Joey Thurman Fit, where I'm most active. Send me a DM, I will answer. Here's my conversation with Dana Omari, IG Famous by Dana. Ah, social media, the highlight reel of everybody's lives. Sometimes there's plastic surgery, sometimes there's filtering, sometimes there's all sorts of different things. Dana, IG Famous by Dana, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. So I found your account about a week ago and it's still Mental Health Awareness Month. Um, and I really thought this would be something interesting to talk about. Normally this isn't something that I kind of talk about on the podcast, but it is really unique because as I mentioned in your intro, you are a registered dietitian, you work at you know, a med spa, you've, you've kind of got this interesting lens on all of this stuff. So uh, tell me a little bit about um, what you do and why this account started. Right, so I'm a registered dietitian and I was over the wellness part of the med spa when we quickly realized that I had a really good eye for aesthetics and I had a really great way of explaining to people what procedures are, what the risks are, and really understanding what it is about their faces or their bodies that they were wanting to tweak or enhance. Mm -hmm. um, and I became the person that talked to every new client and sometimes even returning clients if they were wanting to have a procedure done. So I did all the consultations and I loved it. 
during the consultations, that's when I realized a lot of people have no idea what these procedures are, what they do, what they cost, what their risks are. I would have people tell me, I don't want Botox in my lips and look like Kylie Jenner. And like, well, first of all, we don't put Botox in your lips. And second of all, it's very expensive to look like Kylie Jenner. You know, we're not going to do that in one sitting. So um, I started it honestly for myself out of frustration because there are things that you just can't say to a patient or a client. And I would be frustrated when someone said, well, I heard I could just drink lemon water and it would do the same thing. And so then I would get on my Instagram and go, oh my God, I wish these celebrities would stop talking about lemon water. And so that's how it started. And I guess it resonated with a lot of people because it blew up so quickly. I was not prepared. For that account. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, you're, I think, approaching like 300,000 people on Instagram. And um, it, yeah, it is it's really interesting um, to see all, all these posts and things. And you do a good job about not like de- demoralizing anybody, you know, because uh, obviously in social media, that is so easy for people to do to hide behind a keyboard. Um, but I mean, Let's talk about like, so your account is you, you're basically, you're pointing out different things of individuals who say that maybe they didn't have work done or um, they do different like filters or lighting or these um, inefficiencies, like maybe in a video, all of a sudden, like you see the background where their waist is smaller and then gets bigger for a split second and goes back to smaller. Um, right. why, why highlight that? Why point that out? I think it's really important. I mean, mental health is a huge issue with this. A lot of us feel like we don't measure up to these people and we don't understand why, especially if we are working on where we, we think we're dieting and we, we think we're doing everything we're supposed to do and we're just not measuring up and it takes a toll on you. I mean, there's a lot of studies that show that scrolling on Instagram, scrolling on social media actually makes people less happy. And it's because we're comparing ourselves to these people, not just the way that they look, I mean, even their life, but I think it's really important, especially for some of these accounts that are selling us something to be really transparent about how they got to where they are. And if anything, I think it would make them more relatable and more, I, I would think they were more likable if they told me, yeah, I definitely filtered out some acne in this picture. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think that's natural. And, um, you know, even me, I'll make posts like me, not flex first, not flexed or after a workout. And I mean, and that's real. And people, those are the ones that resonate the most with it, with individuals like, Oh, you know, I, I didn't know that. Or I didn't realize like, you know, that you, you felt that way. And so you, you mentioned like Kylie Jenner, for example, I know that you made a post recently about her, which I I commented on, um, you know, as far as my exercise background, she was talking about, you know, how she got her curve or gets her curves and she works out twice a day. And, um, what was that post about? So, I don't know exactly how it works with Daily Mail. I know that they do get paid posts and I feel like this was a paid post because Kylie's been posting about working out twice a day for a few months now and it just never really caught on. And then suddenly now we're seeing it everywhere. And if you see her posts about working out twice a day, they're not crazy workouts. I mean, it looks like two cardio workouts a day most of the time. Um, The reason why I posted it was the language around it made it seem like she has been really working on her health and her body by working out twice a day. And that's dangerous for two reasons. First of all, I don't care who you are. She's had so much work done. Does she possibly work out to maintain her results? Probably you're supposed to, 
but now people think that there are workouts out there that can make those changes that are honestly impossible to do with workouts and dieting. There's just no way for you to completely change your body type like that. And then second of all, you're going to have a lot of people who are starting to work out twice a day and you're a fitness expert. So you can talk about this more than I could, but I know that it is not healthy for most people to work out twice a day, unless it's maybe under the guidance of a sports trainer or an athletic director of some sort. Yeah. You know, like I, I think the, uh, the post was, you know, talking about our hips and curves and whatever. And if you're on a stair stepper, for an hour or two a day, multiple times a day, your hips aren't just going to all of a sudden add this muscle tissue and, and it's not going to redistribute fat in all the right places. And obviously it's, it's not going to work like that. So nothing wrong with like getting a butt lift or doing whatever, but yeah, I think you're right. There, there's a disservice that's happening with, um, your quote unquote, your A-list celebrities and your social media celebrities and how many ever different types of celebrities we have now, um, yeah, or influencers. Right. So it's just not going to happen that way. So I, I, I believe that for everybody's mental health, it would be nice if she's like, look, you know, I got some butt implants and lips and whatever, because it's, it's very easy. She's been on TV most of her life right. and uh, people that are, are in the public eye like that. And all of a sudden, like the lips got bigger and everything else got bigger overnight. And then the hair changed automatically, like maybe to distract from some other work. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Um, and why do you think people, like the celebrities are, are not willing to mention that uh, about work that they, I mean, most likely had done? You know, like obviously they have, I've, I've worked with, you know, Oscar nominated people and all sorts of movie stars and they'll hire me and I'll hire a chef for them. And obviously they have, they have that, the expenses and, and, and the professional help to do all they can in, in the gym, outside of the gym. But often it, it's requiring doing some sort of like pepto th- peptide therapy, hormone therapy, or even going under the knife. Why do you think that they're just shying away from saying that? I mean, it's definitely a taboo subject. It's not something that people have talked about for a long time. And that's partly why I started my page. I think that it's really dangerous to not talk about these things because people don't know what to expect. They don't know how to choose a surgeon or an injector, or um, they don't know... It's, it's just all around, I think it's detrimental to society, but for so long it has been taboo and there's this um, obsession with natural beauty, like that they just woke up like this and all they had was lemon water and they have perfect skin. There's just something uh, like elevated about my that. Skin. I have so much time. lemon water. My skin is radiant. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe if you pour it on yourself. Yeah, that works. But yeah, there's definitely this idea of natural beauty being better than manufactured beauty. And so we spend a lot of time manufacturing natural beauty, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's we're in the gym, we're getting Botox, we're getting facials, we're doing makeup, we're picking lighting, whatever it is. And then we do it to make it look like we just woke up like that, right? Yeah. Which, I mean, you can notice, you know, look, look, even me, sometimes I make these posts and I've got a social media manager. Whoa, surprise, surprise. Somebody runs my social media. Like, whoa, I'm pulling the curtain back on that shit. I'm not always answering your comments. Most right. of the time I do, but I'm not always doing it, right? Like, and I, I feel like saying that helps people like, oh, like that makes sense. I'm busy. You're busy. Like sometimes you, you need the help. You need an assistant, right? Um, right. So it's okay. Most of the time it's me answering you at Joey Thurman Fit, shameless plug. So um <laughs> I just don't understand why we're not able to pull the curtain back on things like that. And it does cause like even me, 
you know, who have worked with all of these people that have been on TV and movies. And I know what goes into that. I know I show up to their house two, three times a day and doing all these different things that most individuals should not do. You're right. Most people shouldn't work out twice a day, but you're getting ready for a movie. Like you've got three months until you're filming. Yes. You're getting paid multiple millions of dollars. I'm showing up at your place and we're doing every little thing that we can optimizing everything. Like I'll show up with your, all of your supplements, everything. I'll get you with a hormone doctor. Like I'll do that. But nobody really talks about that. Um, so who are some celebrities that you think are like the biggest offenders with this? I mean, that you, like you pointed out, like the, 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 I mean, there's one thing about like adding a filter, right? Giving yourself a tan, maybe a better lining, maybe doing some push-ups beforehand and rubbing some coconut oil on you. Okay, maybe I'm talking about myself. But like, <laughs> who, who do you think like you wish that they would come out and be like, look, yes, I had some work done, of course. Who do you think that, really should do this that would say and it would help people mentally honestly i think it's the whole kardashian jenner clan they are the biggest offenders to me because they go out of their way to try to prove that they've never had these things done for example i don't even remember how long ago it was but when kim kardashian went on camera to do like a sonogram of her butt to make to prove she didn't have implants and it's like, great, we know you don't have implants. We know you have fat transfer, but a sonogram isn't going to pick that up or an x-ray. I think she did. I'm sorry, an x-ray. Um, it's not going to show that you've moved fats. Your fat that you moved from your stomach to your butt is going to look exactly the same as the rest of the fat in your butt. That's That doesn't change based on where it is in your body. Mm. And so she went out of her way to prove this, that she does not have butt implants. And it's like, yes but that doesn't mean you didn't have a butt augmentation. <laughs> and, you know, Kylie did the whole, oh, it was just um, a bra. I, I was wearing a very special bra. And then it's, oh, this happened after giving birth. You know, now that it changed, you know, pregnancy and giving birth really changes your body. And I was like, you know what, if that's what it does to you to give birth and let, let me get pregnant right now. <laughs> Look, my, my, my wife had a kid and her, like her, her body didn't like all of a sudden like develop in all these different places. And she reverted aging and if anything, having a child will age you more. Right. right. So I mean, if it's going to widen my hips and give me a perfect hourglass <laughs> figure, I mean, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, what are some common procedures like uh, Brazilian butt lift? Like what is that and how much would that cost? Okay. So that's not like a super, super common procedure. Uh -huh. It's common on Instagram because, um, people really like butt pictures, Okay, but, um, it's common enough that for instance, one of my favorite surgeons, he is booked until 2022 currently here in Houston, just for BBLs. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's that common, but what it is, is it's liposuction fat grafting. So what that means is they suck the fat from unwanted areas. So like, you know, maybe your belly, your waist, your arms, inner thighs, those are popular areas. And they take that fat and then they insert it where you want it, typically the hips and your butt. And um, it's really amazing. It's, it's pretty much permanent. Not all the fat that gets transferred survives. I'm sorry, not all the fat that gets transferred survives. But um, what does it, it behaves as if it's always lived there. So when you gain weight, you proportionally gain weight more in your lower body, less in your belly, because you don't have as much fat cells there anymore. Sure. So it, I mean, it completely changes your figure permanently. It's pretty amazing. 
how, how much is your average? Like if you're going to go to like, we're not saying like go to some third world country where we've heard right. of like the horror star- stories, people putting like cement in their butt and all sorts of crazy stuff. But if you're going to go like, let's talk like that surgeon, obviously it's probably good in Houston until 2022. Okay. What would uh, BBL cost? Um, on average, 10 to $20,000. Wow. Yeah. And it can go even higher if you're going to like a celebrity surgeon, you know, maybe in Beverly Hills, it might be 25, 30. Yeah. But 10 to 20 is what it's about. It's going to run you. So they're doing the some lipo alone is about 10 grand. Okay. So you're kind of getting a little both, right? You're getting, you're getting some lipo and predominantly like the stomach hip area, right? Um, anywhere you don't want the fat from. So what I've seen is arms, stomach, back, back fat. Wow. So really your torso where everyone wants to be smaller. Sure. And then they put in all the areas they want to be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's pretty crazy. And what's the what's the downtime on on something like that? Um, a lot of people are able to go back to work in a week or two. Really? Are they that like, swollen? Because I mean, if anybody's ever seen a video of liposuction, it's it's kind of aggressive looking. They're just kind of like jabbing it. I don't know. Maybe it's a, a little more finesse now since I've seen the video a couple of years ago, but. I mean, are you really swollen? I mean, when do you start seeing the the effects of that? I mean, where you've placed the fat and where you've lost the fat is definitely, you're going to already notice it, uh-huh. but it is going to be swollen. So you're going to have some edema. You're going to have some, like, you're going to hold on to water for a little bit. Yeah. Um, most people with by six weeks are really seeing their results three months out. That's your body. Wow. Um, but it's, it's considered an outpatient procedure. A lot of times they don't even put you all the way under. So um, I actually, on my highlights, I have a girl who did a skinny BBL and she was standing up for the procedure and they inserted the fat and she was able to walk out of the clinic that day. Um, You're not supposed to sit down um, for a few weeks. So, you know, I don't know how it is going back to work. Yeah, (laughs) but you can walk, you can, you can do your life and you wear compression garments, you know, but it's pretty it's a pretty easy procedure in terms of some of the other ones, like a tummy tuck, you're, you're kind of out for yeah. a month or so. I got to ask the obvious question. If you can't sit down, how are they going to the bathroom? So they give you like kind of like donut um, things for you to sit on. The so thing? like the majority of your butt is not like being pressed uh-huh. into anything. So yeah, you're kind of levitating. <laughs> wow. That sounds like this is probably gonna be messy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, we've all had to kind of sit on something if you've broken a tailbone before, you know, yeah. it's kind of like that, but a little bit wider. Tailbone, hemorrhoid, something along those lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty funny. Uh, what about the face? Like what, what is one of the common things that you see people uh, getting done to their, fa- their face or is there anything new like that's kind of coming out that celebrities are doing? Okay. Well, the two most common, I would say nose jobs are just one of those things that celebrities in general just get done. They, even people that we would be like, we want a nose like that. They're still slimming a tip or just making, you know, a bump go away. Nose jobs have always been popular since their like inception. I, you know, we all have a thing about our noses. Um, but for non-invasive, it's definitely lip filler. Lip filler is really, um, popular and then Botox, but that's normally in the older populations. Not to say that 20 year olds don't get Botox, they get it all the time, but it's definitely your actresses in their forties and fifties that you can see their Botox face. The housewives are my favorite. I've seen this thing where it's crying through Botox and it's all the housewives, you know, like New York and everything. And they're like, 
have Botox, so I can't make her face either. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, is there anything coming out where you can actually move your face? Because like Botox is like, you know, botulism in your face and it's just freezing like those nerve endings, right? And you just can't- It's really... freezing the muscle. Yeah. yeah the muscle. So you can't- um, No, you can. You can move your face. It depends on how much you put in. So there are varying degrees. Uh, like a lot of men who get Botox, they want it a lot more subtle than women typically. Yeah. So they're softening the lines, but it's not like frozen. And I've had women come say, I want my face totally frozen. And it, we're, we're talking about your face, we're talking about your forehead. Yeah. So see, I can move my face. Yeah, it moves. I just don't have any lines and my Botox is pretty fresh. Yeah. So um, I just, there's no lines when I raise my eyebrows. And what's that last, like six months? Um, three to four months for most people. For me, it does last a little bit longer. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. now what do you, as far as let's talk about like filters and like the, all the sort of stuff that you see on Instagram that you really point out, which is, I think one of the things that really drew me to your account, like, obviously I, I think it's pretty obvious to notice people's plastic surgery and, and nose right. jobs and, you know, chins and stuff like that. But, um, how are people able to tell you know, like when somebody d does a, takes a picture, I didn't realize that you could do this on video that you can cinch your waist in on a video. And I don't know if you're a guy, maybe make yourself bigger or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, how are you able to tell? Sometimes you can't, and that's what makes it so dangerous. Um, with a lot of things, there's like warping in the background. So if you have like lines that are not, you know, parallel when they should be parallel, like think of like floorboards or, um, railings that just are curved when they shouldn't be, that's a really telltale sign. And then blurs right around like, you know, the body parts. Um, a lot of times when it's cinched in, you'll see like a little blur maybe around the waist, mm -hmm. but technology has progressed beyond that. And between, um, you know, layering background filters to using like that video one, it's called pretty me. Uh -huh. Sometimes you can't tell. And the only way I can tell sometimes is that it is just impossible. It is impossible physical anatomy, right? Like there's no way that this waist matches this body and there's no place for the organs or, you know, something like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like when people wear, you know, the, the corset or those waist trainers and they, they cinch those in and like everything getting compressed. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And if people go to your account, um, IG famous by Dana, like you, you really point that stuff out and some of it you're reposting, some of it you're doing on your own. So it's, it's an interesting, um, mix, but I mean, why do you feel like that is, that is so dangerous? I, I mean, especially nowadays. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when one of my clients who was, um, a TV anchor, um, I won't say his name, uh, a, a TV anchor, we, we took a picture together and all of a sudden he sent me the picture afterwards. And I see like, shoulders are bigger and biceps are bigger and waists are smaller. And I'm like, yeah, of course we both look amazing, but obviously people, when they see you in person, they're not going to notice that. I mean, why, why is that so dangerous, um, on a mental aspect uh, for people? I think that that's, that goes along with body dysmorphia, then how you see yourself or how you're, you're, I feel like it starts to make you think that this is how you look or how you should look. And then when you see what you look like in the mirror or in a picture, it's not connecting. Yeah. And I think it's just really dangerous because then you might be trying to strive for something that's physically impossible. Yeah. You know, especially, I mean, you look really, really fit. If you were trying to get 
to that picture that was edited, you might kill yourself in the gym, just really trying. And then from the med spa and surgery perspective, one of the biggest complaints I hear from surgeons all the time is people bringing in filtered or edited pictures of themselves or other people and asking for those results. And they're telling them this is physically impossible. There is no surgery that can do this for you. So people are bring, bringing in pictures of themselves with Instagram filter, Snapchat, whatever, right? Yes. And they're saying this, I want with these or these eyes or skin tone. Right. That's what they're going for. Like almost like a cartoon yes. look. Yes. And I had a surgeon tell me that they had to sit a patient down and say, I would have to physically remove your eyes and put them in a different part of your head to get this look. And she said, okay. And he was like, that's not, there's no, there's no surgery. There is no surgery for this. And so she was willing to have her eyes removed. Oh my God. And replaced. Yeah. And he was like, that's not a thing. This is not a surgery. And um, he also was talking about the really tiny waist that people are coming in with these like super, super slimmed in waist and was like, can you do this? Like with lipo? And he was like, no, at this point, it's your bone structure. You can't go any further. There's no more, there's no room for your organs. If we were to do any, you know, there's no surgery for it basically. Wow. And people are having a hard time understanding that Photoshop can do things that not even surgery can do. Right. So, I mean, they're just becoming completely disconnected with reality and they've got, well, yes. they've created this new reality, right? Yes. Wow. What about, what about you? I mean, has there, I, I imagine, I think we all, we all do, but is there anything that, that you have struggled with? And I mean, reason why you started this account or anything that um, with your own, you know, personal journey with this? Honestly, I, I feel like my personal journey was worse before I started this account. Mm. I mean, so I'll go ahead and tell you, I'm 31 years old. I grew up where it was, you were supposed to be super, super tiny with giant boobs somehow. And <laughs> like in high school, impossible. yeah, I struggled with an eating disorder. Okay. That's part of the reason why I became a dietitian. Yeah. And so it's really bizarre because now it's like the opposite. Like, I mean, you're still supposed to be thin, but you're like supposed to be curvy. Back when I was in high school, it was like, can I fit into a double zero? Like a zero is not enough. I need to be smaller. Like I need to take up as like least amount of space as possible, you know? So I feel like I had already gone through all of that, the therapy with that, you know, and then moving into this space where I'm behind the curtain, like you said, where I'm seeing all the procedures people get done. And I know all the, you know, Instagram and video like tricks and Photoshop and editing and Facetune. I don't, I don't feel like I struggle with that. I mean, I, I get work done. I get Botox, I get lip fillers every so often. I'll add a little bit to my cheeks to make sure I don't get gel. So maybe it's an anti-aging thing. And maybe sure. I'm, you know, but I've not had any like work done to my body. I've never had anything like that going on for me. And so if anything, it's interesting because I post my face and I post my procedures on my page a lot and people will come for me for, you know, what I look like. And it's bizarre because I'm like, I don't, I don't even know you. So I really don't care what you have to say about my face. Right. And um, yeah, I don't know if it's made me have tougher skin or if I was lucky that I came in with tougher skin, honestly, Okay. that I missed being 20 <laughs> in this day and age, you know? <laughs> 
Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I talk about this all the time with my wife. I'm so glad that I didn't grow up in an age of social media. I mean, when I first got Facebook, it was the Facebook and you had to to have a dot edu. There was no posting on walls and all those sort of stuff. And I'm like, wow, Hey, I mean, I already struggled with, you know, depression. I can't even imagine, you know, what would happen with that. I mean, it's really interesting because, you know, I got braces as a kid, as a kid, I had night, you know, night gear, I had a retainer, I had all this sort of stuff and glasses and all these things. And so these are all little procedures right. that we have done. And everybody's like, oh yeah, I had braces. I had an overbite, I had whatever. But then people aren't willing to say when they had something more cosmetically done. I think boobs, maybe it's kind of obvious, but they're not willing to just mention like, oh yeah, yeah, I had some Botox, I did some whatever. I don't, it's, it's really interesting to me. You, do you think there will be a point where it's just kind of like a, oh yeah, I had this done type thing. Like I had braces as a kid. I, I think that it's moving in that way. Um, but I think that there are some industries that are holding it back. So like the boobs is a really great example. The reason why I think people are more open about saying that they have boobs is because there's really nothing you can do to get boobs naturally, right? You either have them or you don't. There is no, if I do enough push-ups and then have boobs. When it comes to BBLs and like um, body in particular, I think there's this idea that you can work out your way to that body. And for anyone who's in the like fitness sphere really or if you have any kind of background in anatomy you know that that's not quite possible you can of course build muscle and build your body that's totally possible but it's not possible for every single person no matter how much they're working in the gym to suddenly have an hourglass figure Right. right like it's just not a thing and in fact the people who really are building and lifting and doing all those weights, their hips aren't getting bigger. They're actually getting more narrow, right? They're getting the thicker thighs, but the more narrow hips, the right. hip dips. It's not curving out either waist like this. Yeah. And building your core is great, but it doesn't just shrink and shrink and shrink. That muscle is, is max. And, you know, you'll even get some widening of the waist and it's really difficult to try to talk to people who don't understand this that there is no workout plan out there that's going to suddenly make you go from whatever your body looks like now to this perfect hourglass unless that was already the body type you had to begin with yeah that's that's a a very good point because one thing i used to do when i first started training back in 2006 um i was at a very high-end uh gym was no longer around and um they would always say okay ask your client what celebrity they want to look like. And now looking back at it, it was one of the worst things you could do. Cause if a guy would come in, this is back when like you know, fight club and, you know, Brad Pitt's abs and whatever, like, Oh, I want to have Brad Pitt's abs. I want to look like, well, Kim Kardashian wasn't a thing back then. Jennifer Anderson. Right. But right. You, if, unless your body type is pretty much the same as them, but genetic factors are completely different. You can only look like your best genetic potential limb right. length. I'm six, three, I'm built like an albino gorilla. My arms are so long. So I will never have the biceps of a guy that's five, five, right? right. Because his delts on top of his bicep on, like on, and it just looks much better on somebody who's shorter. And that same five, five guy will never have a long lean, like almost swimmer type body because he's mm-hmm. not six, three. So when right. you get away from all this bullshit of like having to look like all these different people, unless you're like a twin, you can't look like anybody else. You, ju- right. you just can't do it. So how, 
you know, I've got a three-year-old son and um, you actually don't see him on social media, maybe the back of his head. So how would you explain to him um, about what your account's about and how to um, have self-confidence and self-love? Well, I don't know how I could explain to a three-year-old, but I'll try to like a 13-year-old. Okay, let's go 13-year-old, cool. Um, so what my account is about is I want you to learn about procedures, like what's possible out there, because mm -hmm. if you are deciding that this is something you want to do, more power to you, but I want you to be informed. I want you to have real expectations, understand risks, and see what's possible. If you're not interested in doing anything, that's great. I want you to know that everything you see on social media is manufactured, it's created. Imagine that it's a movie, it's not real. It is a highlight reel of everyone's best pictures with the best sliding, with the best everything. And if they're very popular and they're making money off of their social media, just believe everything you've done to your own pictures, they've done a thousand times more. Mm, and good. so I just want everyone to know that you should not compare yourself to anything on social media. And if you are buying a fitness plan, what you're, you should be aiming to do is be the best version of yourself. Beautiful. All right. I have one more question for you. Where do you think the future of, um, you know, aesthetics and social media is heading? What, what's your hope for it? Where I think it's heading is maybe a little different than where I'm hoping it's going. Okay. Right now it's getting more and more into the just unbelievable like the body types and the places that they're going. I mean, we're even seeing that people are faking that they've been on a private jet. It's this whole just fake everything. Yeah. But I'm hoping that we have like a overcorrection where we go back to this is what's real. This is what my life is really like. This is what I really look like in the morning. This is what my real routine is. And, you know, move back into the what's real versus what's made up for Instagram or social media. I would like to see that too. <laughs> Dana, where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at IG famous by Dana. I do have a TikTok that I've been sorely just neglecting. So if you follow me, follow me on there, I'm sorry about it. <laughs> uh, uh, same handle? Same handle, yes. Okay, uh, amazing. Well, uh, I want to thank you for coming on and being so honest. And, you know, I, I think that's what you're doing is great. Often on, on the podcast, I try not to say my own opinion on things, but um, I think being forefront and honest about people, you know, whether that's procedures or diets or workouts or how you're feeling, you know, mentally, um, I think that can only be a good thing. You know, we're just being much more honest with ourselves and in turn, we can be much more honest with each other. And then just might be, maybe, just maybe we'll be a happier place. Right. And transparency is way more relatable if you're listening to this, influencers. Transparency is way more relatable. I'm Joy Thurman. This is another episode of the Fatter P Future Podcast. Remember, don't be a fatty, F-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> be a part of the future. Cheers. Wow. I had no idea you could actually edit a video new pictures and things, but uh, editing a video is quite interesting. Now, hopefully you can look at social media now for what it is, entertainment and people's highlight reels. We put what we want other people to see out there. Some people are very good on social media about being honest, but most people are not. 
Let's take it with a grain of salt. And remember, the tangible people in our lives that are important, those are the ones who matter. Now, as part of Mental Health Month, I'm bringing on another individual next week. Dr. Drew Ramsey. Now, he's a psychiatrist, but focuses on nutrition. What? Let food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food. Eat to beat depression and anxiety. Nourish your way to better mental health in six weeks. That's the name of his book, and we're going to talk about that next on the Fad or Future podcast. So make sure you subscribe, share this with all of your friends, because I want to keep doing this. I hope you want to keep listening. Also, check out my YouTube page. Type in Joey Thurman Fitness on YouTube. It'll pop up. I also put these and highlights of the show on YouTube. Subscribe to that. Check me out on Instagram at Joey Thurman Fit and at Fat or Future Podcast on Instagram as well. Joey Thurman Fit is on all social media platforms. Well, most of them, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I need to get on the other things. There's only so much time in the day. I will see you next week for the Fat or Future Podcast with Dr. Drew Ramsey. And remember, don't be a fatty, F-A-D-D-Y. Be a part of the future.